Welcome to the HR Insider Podcast, where we interview some of today's top HR reps and human resource experts. It's time to elevate your human resource mindset. Welcome to another episode of HR Insider Podcast. Today I'm joined by Dan, a leading HR representative for a Fortune 500 company here in the U.S. Dan, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Dave, and you? I'm doing great, doing great. So Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role at the company that you work at? Sure thing. Um, well, not too long ago, I took on this new role within diversity and inclusion. So for my role in particular, I work in the diversity and inclusion department, and I'm also a brand ambassador. So what that kind of means is I help governor, govern our ERGs, which are employee resource groups, as well as I help out with our DNI strategy and analytics. And also I help out with our DNI communications, not only internally, but also externally. Wow. All right. So so what does that look like, Dan? Like on a day-to-day basis, what what are you doing to kind of manage, incorporate, and really help those things that you just spoke about grow? A lot of things move into different areas. It's kind of, it seems like a lot, and it is a lot, so some days it's a lot more tedious than ever, but we kind of go back to our three pillars of focus when we go back to our DNI strategy, so that's in regarding to um, the strategic framework, focusing on attracting, developing our diverse workforce, and then our investments in creating an inclusive workplace environment, and then finally our commitment to support the diverse customers and communities that we serve within the marketplace. So kind of hitting on those certain areas, not only internally, but also externally. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so how do you work? Uh, I mean, what does the, the nitty gritty look like? Because a lot of the our listeners are uh, HR people just like yourself. Some of them are in very specific roles at large corporations like you, and some are at smaller, you know, nonprofits or, or uh, small startups. And so they're trying to figure out how to improve uh, inclusion in their workspace. What kind of things are you doing at a very basic level, foundational level to kind of uh, help establish that and really improve the inclusivity of the corporation that you work at? You know what? I think it comes down to work uh, collaborating as a team, not only within my D&I team, but also corporate side as well, trying to get different people from different areas and trying to all work together f- to make that inclusive community and also to bring up any awareness and also bring up that power of why. I'm saying, okay, why is it this way? Why is it that way? It's opening that line of communication so everybody can feel included as well as everybody's heard and everybody can learn, educate, and grow from it. That's great, man. That's great. So I know another part, uh, and you mentioned this, was really to increase and improve diversity within the corporation that you work at. I know that for you know uh, a lot of people, that's very important, whether they're business owners or uh, you know they work in a, in a human resources department and they're in recruiting or whatever, diversity um, is, is absolutely ne- necessary for companies to grow because you have not only just uh, different people, but you have different perspectives that are brought to the table. So, so what are some things that you, you guys, that you and your team are doing to really increase the diversity at your corporation? 
Well, I think it's a combination of different things. And also every corporation or every company or every small business out there is going to be different. You're going to have a different customer focus. You're going to have a different product. You're going to have a different kind of outlook on things. And us, we kind of hit with internally. So we're trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, educate our current customers as well as educate our current employees and seeing how can we be more diverse and how can we also build our diversity within and say, okay, let's help promote, grow, and develop our own people. But also on the other end, we're saying, okay, when we go to different career fairs or career expos or when we're networking, maybe what kind of areas that we haven't dived into or what other communities that we can look out to to see if we can find that top talent. Everybody wants to get that top talent. And no matter if they're a minority or if they have a different background like being a veteran or being part of lgbt that's one thing that makes them great and that makes one of their talents really shine and maybe just looking into those different areas without in the community we can find those hidden talent do you feel like that's a thing that happens a lot dan that there is some hidden talent in places that people haven't traditionally looked do you feel like that's part of your goal as uh, an hr person i think part of my goal is to find that hidden talent that people want to look elsewhere and trying to showcase that, yes, we found them at this event or we met them at this networking event and we found that hidden talent there. And I think trying to find the hidden talent and showcase that it's not just because it's not always at this one career fair or it's not just from this one school. People from different types of backgrounds, different types of lifestyles, they all have talents that they can showcase. And I think different companies can see that learn from it, grow from it, and even improve from it. Even doing recent research lately, it showcases that corporations with a diverse network and a diverse group or a diverse team, they do financially better in the long run. They co- they work better as a team. They can view from different hindsights and saying, okay, you had an idea, you had an idea, let's see it all this way. If you have everybody coming from the same place and from the same school or the same other business or the same everything, you're just going to not really grow. You're not going to really develop. You're just going to get the same old and same old. And that's not how companies nowadays grow or even stay above water. They fail. So having that diverse background or having that diverse team will help not only your company grow and develop, but also help you grow and develop as a person. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. All right. So what are some of the challenges that you've run into? You kind of mentioned this is a a newer role for you. What are some of the challenges you've already started to run into in trying to improve diversity and inclusion uh, at your place of work right now? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm running into challenges per se. I would say I'm running into more opportunities. So especially at a time like this with everything going on, like in politics, news, et cetera, some may view my area as not important when in reality, at times like this, I believe it is more, not more important, but it is important to be featured out there. It presents opportunities to help educate, help lead, and help guide those who may be lost, confused, or even want to take action into their own hands. Yeah, you brought that up, the, the political realm. <laughs> um, so a lot of times we think about diversity in uh, ethnicity or religion or sexual orientation. Dan, what has your experience been in this post-election cycle dealing with <laughs> uh, diverse <clears throat> opinions in the realm of politics? W- w- has that come to, to bear in your organization? And, and ha- if it has, how have you guys kind of addressed that? 
I don't think it's come into our corporation because I'm just going to put it honestly, I'm not really into politics, so I don't really <laughs> like talking about politics, but I know that a lot of things that are being said in the news affect people, rather that affects their mood, affects their actions or anything, but I think it comes down to having the corporations being prepared to handle those situations and diversity inclusion is there to help guide those leaders or guide those managers or guide those individuals and help understanding where those people are coming from rather than pointing the blame or pointing at some certain area. I think it just comes down to educating and helping other people understand why this is or, hey, this might have happened somewhere else. How can we have it not happen here or what do we need to tell our people or how can we better inform our people or how can we be that pillar of hope or that pillar of guidance during this time of confusion for some people mm. man that's good that's good all right so so if if i was um you know an hr rep at another company and i'm starting to see that my organization the people that we're hiring are becoming homogenous um, what is the first step that I begin to take, Dan, to really get out of that rut? Because I think it is a rut that we get into as people where we just go, well, I like Joe. Joe's just like me. I like, I mean, you, you alluded to it, right? The same school, the same socioeconomic background, this, uh, you can go down the list. There's a lot of ways that we can become homogenous. How do you get out of that rut and really start to, as you put it, and I think this is brilliant, find the hidden talent in the places where some people are refusing to look? How do you even start that process? I think it's just all about opening that conversation, whether if they're looking to hire some new talent, opening their opening the mindset of those hiring managers and saying, hey, Let's step out of the boundaries. What are you really looking at this role? Let's look at the job description. Okay, you're looking for this, this, and this. Well, have you ever thought about getting someone with this kind of background but has this experience? Or have you ever thought about posting in a job that you haven't posted somewhere else? It's just educating and bringing that conversation up and kind of pushing, not pushing them to go outside of their norm because, you know, some people when they hire, they have those processes and procedures that they have to go through and that's understandable especially in the corporate industry but opening up that mind for the hiring manager to say hmm i never thought about that school hmm i never thought about maybe opening up to this type of line of work it's kind of also opening that conversation to better build that relationship with that hiring manager so they know that hr is hiring that top talent for their team and they're doing exactly what they need to and they're doing the best that they can you know that old saying h oh here comes hr <laughs> we're not we're not bad we're we, we're fun people we're still people we're people plain and simple we just want to help out so maybe asking those tough questions for the hiring manager saying you know what you've already done this in the past let's see if what we can try something new and try to get in that extra top talent or maybe even asking their opinion or maybe bringing them to a career fair and saying, hey, come to the career fair and see what we have to offer and see maybe you can give me some pointers on showcasing your department at this career fair or coming and learning and see what we present and maybe you can learn something from us. Mm, yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Okay, so so Dan, I know one of the, the, the struggles that many organizations have is on the inclusion part. There are always those people that 
are on the fringes of your organization, your corporation, and they may have talent, they may have ability, but as you know and I know, people go through cycles where they feel more or less connected. One of the things that you referenced, I think you called it an RFG? Was that, did I hear that right? RSG. RSG, yeah, okay, so so what... What, what are you talking, what are you referring, oh, ER, the ERGs? ERGs, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, the employee resource groups. Okay, so, so does that add toward uh, inclusion? I mean, is that kind of the goal there? That's type of the goal, yes. The ERGs are groups that people can join, no matter if they affiliate with that group or not. We have we have variety at our corporation. We have one for LGBT. We have one for veterans. We have one for Latinos, one for African Americans, one for uh, Asian Pacific, and the list goes on. We're adding more as time progresses and everything. And I can honestly say I'm a part of all of them. Yeah, really? I am. Yeah, I'm part of all of them because same time as it opens the door for that conversation. It opens the door to meet those different people within your organization. Who cares about if you don't line up with that certain demographic or you don't define yourself as that type of group? There's, like I told you earlier, there's still people. And it's getting that power of networking out there and finding that top talent in a different area. Maybe you can help connect with them with someone else, maybe in a hiring manager, or connect them with another leader, or help them grow and develop in a certain way. A lot of corporations, they say, maybe your development is on your own, or your pers- your professional development's on your own time, or I think that the ERGs are one way someone can grow and develop. And I like how we can offer those outside of work, as well as in inside of work as well, trying to help grow that person's perspective of the corporation as well as perspective of, oh, they have this area here. Maybe I can grow and develop and take the necessary test or go back to school for this area because I have a true passion for this because they see and believe in me. That's excellent. I love that. Uh, okay, so so Dan, what's the best win you've had so far in this position? What What's kind of the thing that you go, man, that was just... I don't know if it's a story or a project, but what's the best win you've had so far in your in your position? Well, I've been only in this position for a little bit, but I think the biggest win so far is the progress. We have great support and collaboration with our top leaders, as well as our hiring managers and everybody who comes across us and telling us this is awesome. We can't look. We can't wait to see what this brings. And as our DNI strategy moves ahead, we're gain more exposure. We're getting more people to see the power of what diversity inclusion can do for a corporation as well as what we can provide people. So I think it's also opening their mindset be like, hmm, there's more to that than what it seems. Just like when I said earlier, oh, those are, that's HR. Well, there's more to HR than just people who, with benefits or recruiting. There's more to it, just like there's more to it to different different departments within a corporation so it's kind of breaking down those barriers and opening that mindset and finding out what lies in beneath Mm. that's cool man that's cool all right so i want to move to a rapid fire round of questions it's just uh real quick uh questions that are that are kind of general uh about you so you ready for those uh bring it on all right uh so first what's the best career advice you've ever received be patient be patient. So how, how have you kind of, I mean, do you take that as be patient as in like 
be patient. Be patient. Be patient to the point that you're not going to get. You're not going to work for a company for you know uh, six months to a year and get instantly promoted. There's some people out there who do, and congratulations to do. But with everything takes time, and within that time, you can grow and develop yourself, and you can find out what your true passion is. It took me a few years, and I'm happy to say that I'm working in an apartment that I'm very passionate about, and I'm I can't wait to see what happens. And I know that every day I come to work, I am enjoying it, and I can't wait to see what the future has in store. And it took me a while to get there, so being patient was key. That's great. I love that. All right, what's the best career-related book you've read lately, or the book that's helping you in your career lately? Um. Well, it is by David Allen. I think it's David Allen. Hold on, let me check if it is. Yep, it's David Allen. Getting things done. Okay. All right. So, what did you? What was kind of like the big takeaway for you in that one? It kind of opened up my mind to you know saying, slow down. Everything doesn't have to be done right there and then. You can take your time and being a good leader and also being a person who's going to be better organized. You don't have to rush through everything. Everything that's perfect. Take, took time to be perfect. Now, mm-hmm. if you rush through it, you're going to fail, or you're going to not. You're going to miss some steps, or you're not going to cross some T's and dot some I's. But this book kind of brought me back down to reality and back. Hey, better time management. Let's see what I can do now, and then what I can put off later, and then also get everything done at a reasonable time, and also making the life work balance because that's huge. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't. I don't know what that is, though, Dan. Uh, just <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> just kidding. You need to go get the book. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That's good. Uh, all right. So, uh, next question: What are you spending too much time doing right now? <laughs> well, talking to you right now. I'm joking. <laughs> um, but probably spending too. I know I'm not spending too much time. Like I said, my career right now is a passion of mine, so I'm enjoying it. So I don't think I'm spending too much or too less of a time on it. And also in my spare time, I love to network. So networking within diversity and inclusion, the community, and going out there and seeing what not only my community has here locally but also nationally, it's a passion of mine. So I don't think I'm spending too much time on any of it. That's awesome. So, well, then you, you may find this next question to be really easy to answer as well. What are you not spending enough time on? Uh, probably my dog. <laughs> What's your dog's name? My dog's Chance, and he's half St. Bernard, half Great Dane. So, yeah, he's he's a big handful, and I know when I get home, he's probably like, you home late again. Thanks. I kind of <laughs> need to eat. That's great. That's good. All right, so but don't so, worry, he gets his walks in. Don't worry, guys. He gets fed, <laughs> he gets taken care of, and he gets spoiled by not only be by me, but by my neighbors as well. <laughs> that's great. That's a big dog. That's that's almost horse level there. That's uh, that's no joke, Dan. Yeah, I looked into saddles, but I don't think it would be you know really good to look into that much more. But yeah, yeah. that's great. All right, so what are you most excited about in the coming months for your position that you're in right now? A lot of things. We are gearing up for a nation, a national career expo at the end of this month. So I'm running around getting all the final details and working with a great team trying to help finalize all those details as well. So, and then up in the upcoming months, we're adding some more ERGs, so employee resource groups. We're working with new uh, communications internally on how we can be more inclusive as well as just helping out our company grow and develop and 
it's exciting times. So it's going to be looking like it's going to be a busy end of the year, and it looks like 2018 is going to kick start off with a lot of things going on as well. So, yeah, I probably need to put some tennis shoes on because I'll be moving a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dan, I really appreciate the time that you take to uh, stop by and talk with us and uh, really give us your insight into your area of expertise. So I appreciate your time, man. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Thanks, Dave.